Good morning and welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. Man, I don't understand. Every time it sounds great in both ears and when the when he when he hits the I couldn't hear anything when either. When he hits the timer it goes to one ear. And it's my bad ear. <laughs> yeah, ask my kids which ear is bad. They'll tell you both. <laughs> what? Okay. Huh? Get it, huh? I say huh a lot. What'd you say? I mean, man, I always wanted to keep my hair till I was 30. I got a couple strands now. I'm 44. I never thought it was bad if a 44-year-old old man couldn't hear. <laughs> it's fine. What'd you say? Huh? Huh? How y'all doing out there? Y'all Sorry, hear us? I, I Can you that. hear us correctly? I do that all day. Yuck. Whoa, heard that. Um, so, man, you came in, you came in here kind of hot today, huh? Burning it, burning it. We both did, actually. A little, little late. So, the, I honestly was sitting there at the table. We, it was 103. We were in our conference room. I was like, it's cool. Trent will text me. He's going to be five or ten minutes late. It's going to be good. And everything's fine. And then, like, 107 comes along. I'm like, damn, he's probably there. I played I golf with my father-in-law this morning. I got to text Trent and say, I'm running late. You said you were running late. Oh, you, you were banking on me to be late? Yeah. I haven't been late in a long time. I know, but you, this time I, I could have, yeah. And then you said, I think I'm going to be five to ten late. I said, me three. And what'd you shoot when you played with your father-in-law? No, nah, I can't Go say ahead. it. I no, don't want to no. talk about it. No, man, you're trying to jinx me. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to every do. Every time I tell my wife, <laughs> yeah. every time I tell my wife I play good, no, you're tough. Starting I, go, I go into the hundred zone. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I, I, I'm a member of this club in the mountains. I take customers up there. It's such a fun club. It's so great to spend time with our customers, our friends. And, and and I've been a member here like seven or eight years. And I would host these folks. The club is awesome. I mean, yeah. If, if you have a bad time at this club, you stink. You smell like a rat. <laughs> and I come home at eight o'clock and hanging out with my wife 10 o'clock we were hanging out in bed watching tv and she said well how'd you how was your day i was like it was the worst day ever she's like why i said baby there was nine holes in a row i hit right angles into the woods <laughs> i still gotta be happy you gotta get your protractor out and i still had to be happy but that's that's how life is that's it that's why i like golf so much because it's such a example of life we talk about that a lot you you learn more about somebody by how they carry themselves see if they cheat see if they get mad see if they have composure see if they just having fun see if they can move along see if they take care of the course i learned this real quick you move along pick your ball up tell a joke take care of the course that's all there is to it <laughs> i think that's it's like my daddy always told me he said boy he said i'm gonna drop you off here with wheeler perry as our brick mason for decades who i grew up he's the only brick mason i ever knew he said he smokes Pall Mall filterless and he lets the ash hang out real good. He said, but understand this. He ain't going to talk to you much. He said, keep his mud. Figure out real quick how he likes his mud. Does he like it running? Does he like it hard? Figure it out. Keep his mud on the right. Keep the brick on the left. Work him up that wall. And he'll never tell you much, but he'll love you. And that's an emblem for life. Just like golf. How about that? Deep Thoughts by Trent Hayson. Wow. did you? Where'd you conjure that up? It's a true story. Well, I know it's a true story, but and I it's, like how it's you life. Did, I like Dad how told you me that. He said, listen, figure out how he likes his mud. Mud on the right, brick on the left, work him up the wall. He ain't never going to say much. He's just going to love you. 
and it made sense. And I think me and me and Mr. Perry, Perry got along well. I figured out how he liked his mud. That's a fact. That's, that's two zingers in a row. Two he, business lessons in a row. He kind of liked the middle of the road, you know, not too not too dry, not too runny, like the middle of the road. Well, I mean, that's that's old school thought, really. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Jocko Willick's one of my favorite ones. And I was listening to one recently. It was basically 12 simple things a leader should do. And what you're saying, it was one of the, the 12 that he had was make your boss look good. Make it easy on your boss. You know, a lot you of do, you do that, Patrick. No, I'm not saying. Though I don't think of you as, well, as me being your boss, but you do. Me and Reagan talk about it frequently. You are always trying to take the heat off of me for something I got to deal with, and I'm grateful for that. Well, there's people that work for, that work for us that do that for me on yeah. a daily basis. Trick, um, trickle down economics. You, you manage up. Well, it, it, hopefully you, that's our culture. I, th- I think that you know what we have. Some, I mean, our culture is that, right? We talk about it all the time. Can do attitude, integrity, family. Those three things are what are important to us. But you know, not all that's what the youngsters coming out are. It's it's more of a hand. That's why they're missing it. That's why my kids mentality. and your daughter are going to be rock stars. Can't have that rock handout. stars. Put your head down and make the mud right. I tell you, we got an electrician. Her name's Morgan. Yeah. She come over to the house last night. My, my my generator, breaker box, whatever, is a bunch of guacamole. But I couldn't. <laughs> the first time in like five years I went in to go riding on a boat at five in the evening on a work night. And we had a storm this weekend, so I think it blew this box. And she was up the road, came over. My wife flagged her down, came over, and made it happen. She said, listen, I'll come back tomorrow, and I don't have the part. I said, "Can is there any way you can just let me get my boat off this lift? And she said, yeah, I think we can. This is a way. And she did it. It was the can-do attitude, very positive, great conversations. It made me proud. That's what it's about. And I got to go ride on my boat last night, on a weeknight. On the river. On the river. I haven't been on the river once this year. Boy, it smelled like dead catfish for real. (laughs) That's good. That's a good smell. We got a real bad storm. Uh, He couldn't, (laughs) you know, we're, we're old... OMB, John Marino is yep. going to build his new brewery up there at Dutchman's Creek on Mount mm-hmm. Holly. And uh, Dutchman's Creek is the is the mud flow to the river. And Dutchman's Creek's flowing right now because we had that big storm Saturday. He might be able to throw another, another little OMB copper into that mud. Ooh, really? It won't smell like catfish anymore. But it smelled good. We were the only boat on the river. Made, made me proud. Hey. We hope you guys are having fun. I got my boy Brandon Stewart. He owns some Jimmy John restaurant franchises. He's a wonderful guy. Hails from Atlanta. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back. Heading home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Hastings, the Roby family of company. We jamming. I lost my left ear again. <laughs> I don't get it. Trent just shot up. I'm confused. About four feet both out of ears until you hit that button. Come on, man. So what, what? I'm like Joe Biden. Come on, man. What he's Can talking we get- about is we have headsets on in the studio. And, um, you know, sometimes both ears work in trends. And just My saying, right ear do- doesn't work, ever. It might be a right ear problem. I'm just saying. That's where the, vo- the noise is. <laughs> I'm having to overcome deafness. <laughs> oh, man. We got Brandon Stewart with us. What's up? From Lawrenceville, Georgia. Hey, guys. How are you? 
we're good. Our, our our engineer TJ, who's the man, he sometimes speaks into the mic. Uh, just said he was from Lawrenceville. That's right. No, that he said from, he was from Marietta, right? Well, I'm not TJ. That's no, Patrick. That's that. Patrick. Oh, TJ. Oh. TJ is from Lawrenceville. Trent's talking through his mustache now. Brandon, I don't know if you've seen him recently, but he got this this Miami Vice looking Brandon stash. saw me right before I shaved my mustache. Oh, he did? So Brandon and I are on a planning committee together, and we hung out. We had a good time. It was wonderful to get to know you, Brandon. Uh, we're really going to get Absolutely. to know each other on this show. I bet you he's – but right now in Brandon's head, I can tell you what's going on there. He's like, should I have done this show? Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to make a name for himself in our little tiny – World of idiotness. That's right. I can go tell my friends, hey, I was on the radio. This is huge. You're definitely going to be on the radio now. And then you're podcaster, too. So it's after the radio show, I don't know if we told you this, it airs Sunday, and then it turns into a podcast. So you're world famous. That's it. WWW. Oh, gotcha. This is, a, this is a big step in life. Brandon, I used to always use this example when 22 years ago when I didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, I want to be able to be sitting on a beach in China and know how our business is doing via some technology on on, on a computer. And now I think that's pretty prevalent, right? Yeah, scorecards, yeah. right? <laughs> Brandon's like, these yep. guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, please uh, up the IQ average of the show and, and enlighten us. What? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, yeah, get, get Lawrenceville, Georgia. Start there, South Carolina. Yeah, so I, I I grew up in Lawrenceville. So I was born in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, my parents moved uh, to Lawrenceville, and I was about four or five years old. So. You know, I call that kind of where I'm from. Uh, I grew up there, went to school there, and then uh, from Lawrenceville went to University of Georgia, where I uh, became uh, I, I, I uh, majored in, in sandwich artistry. Um, <laughs> nice. So that's how I kind of. Got to I think you became a bulldog. Yeah, sandwich. I Patrick's a, a bulldog. And I, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, we're we're national. Champions. We we did so. hear that. And, uh, and, and TJ, the other guy from oh, Lawrenceville here. over here, Goodness gracious. TJ with the deep voice, he's a bulldog as well. He loves bulldogs. <laughs> Brandon, don't worry. Yeah, with, he's got his hair in a ponytail like a bulldog today. You look like a little bulldog. He's so cute. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Proceed, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a very exciting time to be a bulldog. Yeah, it sure There's is. No question. It is. Um, I agree. Yeah, so I, I graduated in finance. Um at the University of Georgia and did finance for four and a half years, I guess. I, I was investment banking um, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we did sell-side M&A deals for the middle market. And then um, I moved to Boston and did private equity for a couple, two and a half years in Boston. Um, and from there, you know, Boston, I joined there in 2008. It was a really interesting time. Market crashed shortly after um, – after I joined, um, and there, you know, we weren't doing a lot of new deals Debt had dried up and a lot of issues with the capital market. So we, uh, you know, we, we had a pretty big portfolio of com- companies, which, you know, for me was really lucky because I got a great experience, uh, managing all of these companies, uh, in, in the disasters that they were going through. So, uh, a lot of restructuring time, um, uh, where we, we were negotiating with banks, you know, trying to avoid bankruptcy, 
And then once we kind of got through that, which was a great experience, um, they kind of lent me out because there were no new deals coming in, which were really what we were supposed to do uh, as associates. And um, they, they lent us out to these companies. And so I, I would work with these great CEOs and CFOs um, for a couple, couple different companies. And I was traveling back and forth to Boston. One in particular is called Evenflow, which is baby products. I became an expert in breast pumps and car seats and all those things that at a, a, an age that was far too young to understand all that stuff. Um, but I just really loved operating. Uh, it was a fantastic experience. And I kind of, from that point, you know, decided that I, I wasn't sure if school was going to be the right thing for me because that would have taken all the money I'd earned after college. And, um, you know, I was just nervous about being able to get a similar role after college because the market was so weird. Um, so one of our portfolio companies was Johns, and I took, uh, that opportunity, um, as I was looking at businesses to own or, you know, partner with somebody or do different things. And Jimmy John's just kept coming up. And so, um, and it was one of those things because it was a portfolio company, the partners were really excited about it. They were, they were, uh, they liked the story because, you know, they need to be able to recruit associates, um, after I left. So, you know, everybody was really on board with it. And so I kind of made the jump and started making sandwiches back in 2010. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, I think the very first time I had a Jimmy John sandwich was in Athens, Georgia. They had been in Athens yeah. before 2010, right? I mean, I remember, I thought it, they, I mean, they'd been oh, in yeah. Athens forever. And I thought it was, yeah, uh, so Jimmy, yeah, J- Jimmy John's had, you know, they started in the Midwest and then outside of the Midwest, they really expanded in college towns. So yeah, kind of in the early, early 2000s, you'd have, you know, like Tuscaloosa and Athens and some other college towns yeah. had, had stores before any of the bigger markets um, surrounding that area. So, yeah, my first experience was also, also Athens. It was this little uh, gas station next to my dorm. Yeah, right next to the dorm. dorm. I was going to say, I, uh, yeah. I had being from Marietta, I had a lot of friends that, that went to UGA. And I remember walking over there and getting a sandwich. And I think at the time, I didn't know anything, right? You're, I was in school. I think I thought it was an Athens-only type deal, but instantly loved it. Um, and yeah, remember walking out of the dorm of my buddy's, uh, dorm room over to Jimmy, exactly what you just described. Yeah. So was this in the morning or very late <laughs> night after a few drinks? Uh, one, gotta, one in the morning. It might've been both. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. No, I think, I think Gumby's was college experience with Jimmy John's was, was late night. Early so, night. so, so I gotta say, I gotta say in, in, in. We're going around the table introducing ourselves on this committee and kind of saying something about ourselves. And, and Brandon goes, I just make the finest sandwiches. <laughs> I love, I love, what did you say? Repeat what you said. I know it's your story. I, I said, uh, I said, I'm a sandwich artist. And I just, you know, there's something about the way, you know, you can place that turkey on the bread. And then when you put that cheese just on a perfect, you know, it just gives you this this nice view of the sandwich out. It just really gets me going. So, so what did Trent start laughing? What, what did Trent say? Did Trent say, uh, I'm a professional firefighter. Look at my mustache. It proves it. No, I, mean, I wasn't going along with his, Brandon was being silly. Well, I never I figured silly. you were being serious yeah. when you said something like that with that thing you're working with. I don't, there. I did not have my mustache. <laughs> Brandon has never seen my mustache. <laughs> Poor fellow. Sorry. I forgot that. I think he said he was a trophy husband or something. <laughs> I mean, I got all geeked out about uh, about Missouri. Missouri That's got me all good. excited. Arrowheads and mustaches. <laughs> it might have been Johnny Morris. As I was listening to the show, we had uh, 
with old Andy Price. Yeah. And, and I actually just came on my phone. I had my phone plugged into the truck, and I, that was right after I came back from this trip. And I was all geeked up on Johnny Morris talking about my kids buying a $5.95 Bass Pro yeah. hat. Yeah. Bass Pro sh- Shop hat. That's a, that's amazing. I bet you would give really? away a Jimmy John's hat, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I gave Patrick an Androby hat. Yeah, are you taking care of that thing? Matt Young gave me this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Joking. But, hey, uh, so tell tell us how many um, – I mean, what, talk about your story. I mean, we're going to have to go to a break here in just a minute, but kind of give us a rundown. Yeah, I mean, short story, I I uh, started in 2010, and I was the general manager of that store. So I kind of learned every aspect of the business. Pretty big shock to the system going from, you know, professional life to, you know, being a general manager of, of you know, a sandwich shop. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed building the team um, and getting involved at that level. So I kind of worked my way up with, with the business. So as we added locations, I took on the, the next role. So it went from, you know, general manager to area manager. And then from there, um, just sort of uh, worked on development of the company. And so we, I bought, uh, built nine stores before I bought one. Um, wow. And yeah, so that, that was a quite an experience. I remember back in 2015, I had my first child, um, George, and I tore my ACL that year, a month after we had George. And I had built, uh, I went from two to six stores in one year. Um, and that was a lot, that was a big year. (laughs) So a lot of, um, a lot of heartache and struggle that year and my wife was not happy once when i tore my acl after sports <laughs> was born um so i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend playing cutting sports after the age of like 30 well let, not a good idea let's stop at 2015 we'll work our set forward we gotta go take a break here and i got a big question for you when we come back you hang you hang out and <laughs> do another segment i can yep all right we got brandon Stewart. we're cutting up at home with roby Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Well, you want to say something. Say something. I can't hear anything. Well, we've been talking about it the whole show. I know. I'm tired of it. But I like that bass. I think the music selection is doing well. That's what they call that? I wish I could play a guitar. I'm not going to learn. I'm I'm really not into learning much much more in my life. (laughs) Period. People are like, you want to take up a hobby? I'm like, no, my hobbied out. <laughs> I'm just trying to do what I, what I suck at. I hear you. I mean, really, I hear you. Brandon, I got a question for you. Yeah, it's actually two questions. Are you going to introduce? Number him? one, did you know that this show airs primarily? It emulates out of Charlotte on the show. No, I didn't know that. Okay, so it's WBT eleven ten, the biggest signal in the southeast, I think. Okay, ninety nine three FM. We're, go, we're going with if you're it. Listening, we're going give with some it. We're going with it. We're going with it. Number two, how did you meet your wife? Oh, good question. It's a little scandalous, guys. We uh, <laughs> we met at the same company in the at the investment bank I worked at in Charlotte. Uh, I was a year older than her, and so uh, she was very attracted to my exceptional Excel skills. Oh man, yeah. Uh, that's wow, are you an Excel expert? 
Uh, well, I, I was more of an expert than she was, and, and she was matters. starting at the investment bank and needed to learn. So I would stay late night. You know how to do formulas? I knew. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of formulas. Um, yeah, so so we met. We we you know when you work as many hours as as we did in in that job. That was really the only option was to date somebody that worked with you. <laughs> we were there all the time. Uh, yeah, we sat in the same cubicle. Um, that's where we met. So, so to, hold on. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. The world doesn't know this. Being an Andrew Roby, we're accustomed uh, our historical business when I was young and, and serving our clients, uh, custom residential remodel. We worked for a lot of bankers and and, and what you did, you know, private equity, you know, M and A, mergers, acquisitions, capital raise, and and, and to to cut your teeth, the world doesn't know this, and I got to see firsthand. To cut your teeth in this world, you got to work like a hundred, hundred and twenty hours a week, right? To to get yeah, in the game, especially That's back. What you're saying. That was two thousand six and seven. It was crazy. Yeah, the market was just on fire back. It's then. like a movie, right? I mean, it really is. Yeah, and I revered y'all because. You know, we're we're a mile in your kitchen. These guys are yeah. coming in, hadn't been to sleep, getting dressed for the next day. And I'm like, oh, I, I go home and tell Dad. I'm like, these guys are crazy. This is awesome. He's like, boy, some people just work hard. <laughs> no, I mean, and they, they start you right out of school that way, right? I mean, it's my roommate, uh, when I just moved to Charlotte, went from like an introductory program, like a management program with, with an investment bank, and then became an investment banker. I didn't see him anymore. He went missing. He gone. He was. Go- I mean, it was crazy. The hours he, he would get up. To your point, get up at nine and get home at midnight. Get up so, at nine. And get so home Brandon at midnight. can only date his wife because she was staying late with him, and then continue. Brandon. I mean, you know, and that that makes it sound like I was settling. Like I I won the lottery with that. So, so uh, I got very lucky that that she picked uh, me to date. So I was happy. So you're not going to um, tell the story. Of how we met? Yeah. I mean, that's how we met. It no, was, uh, the story about how you got caught. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not telling that story. He's not telling that's it. A, I can't get him to tell the story. His, he, you just made him look like a tomato, I'm afraid. No, he, he is completely fine. Yeah. This guy's a stud. <laughs> I was trying oh, to yeah. sandwich reference kind of thing. So there. when you talk about you didn't want to go back to school, you wanted to get in the game, we call it, and work yeah. at the sandwich shop, yeah. kind of an operational business. You mean yeah. You mean when, when people come out of school, I'm trying to educate our audience, when people come out of school and they do these 100, 120-hour weeks, then they go back to business school typically, right, in that kind of the the program. Right. And then they get yeah. their, their master's in business, and then they're back in the game, and, and they're a step up. Am I correct about that? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, going through investment banking and private equity is kind of a – it's just a – a, a proving ground and a learning opportunity that you can't really get anywhere else. And when you're doing sell side M and A, you're you're literally learning every aspect of whatever business it is you're trying to sell and writing a book about it. Mm. Um, so it's just a really interesting way to dive into a, a business. So you're so unique. This is why we bond. Uh, why why I'm so excited about our our friendship. You said. I want to get in the game. I want to run this operational business. I want to be a GM, and then and then you elevated. You said you you started nine businesses, opened nine new shops before you bought one shop. Is that correct? Right. Yep. Dude, that's right. That is awesome. That's crazy. 
You want a job? And then I realized how much easier it is to buy a store. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else did all the hard work <laughs> getting it going. Yeah. That is awesome. Exactly. And you have real numbers behind it. It takes out a lot of risk. So, so you you got in a Jimmy John's game. Take us from 2015. Well, first of all, I'll tell you about yeah. the last segment. You said you tore your ACL, and we you said playing a, a cutting sport. How'd you do that? Yeah. Which one? Flag, flag football. Oh, flag Just football. Horrible decision. Man, this no, guy looks a, like a he stud. That's he, a he great makes me and you decision. look old. I love flag football. I played. I played for as long as I could here. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's How old are you? Twenty three. <laughs> I'm 38. Okay, almost 40. You're still a young man. Yeah, but you tore. Yeah, your, yeah, I've I mean, never. Does it make you feel I'm any better? Question. I'm 44. I've never torn my ACL. <laughs> I'm gonna do it walking out of here though, and a bus is gonna hit me. God bless. Yeah, it was just absurd. You, you know, you know when when something like that happens, you just it just there's no there's no way to look at it positively. It's just terrible experience, uh, especially after having a child. You don't know. Are you going to be able to get all that mobility back? Are you going to be able to teach them to ski and do all these things? Or are you just going to be a bump on a log, you know? Yeah. Um, it was tough. Tough time, for sure. Wow. Yeah, so um, 2015, I'm, in 2016, really, I started uh, – we, we had expanded. I cannibalized a lot of sales. So, you know, you could call it, you know, I was kind of dipping down into the valley. Uh, if there are peaks and valleys in life. Um, so I started looking at um, – you know, raising money to, to continue to grow and build out, you know, what, what we had done. Um, and I found a, a group out of Ohio called Kensington Hill Capital. And together we bought four stores in Gainesville, Florida. And that was sort of the start of a roll-up strategy that we did. Um, we, uh, in 2018, added a whole bunch more stores. And, and by the end of last year, we were at 55 combined. Um, so I own 13 myself. Uh, here in Alabama, and there's one in Georgia. And then I was running that company, um, which had the rest. And so I left them at the end of last year, um, you know, and now I'm just I'm running my stores and trying to figure out what the next step is. Now so you make the best at, sandwiches. That's right. You know, I'll, I'll weekend, tell you, made, since uh, I met you, me and my family, and I have seven in my family, so we're an expensive tab. <laughs> We've gone to Jimmy John's three times. Since I met That's you, awesome. it hadn't been that long. <laughs> so, so what drives you? Is it your? Is it the entrepreneur? Is it hands-on work? What? what, what I mean, uh, you know, I like I, I like the challenge. I like the continued growth. I like complex problems and trying to solve mm-hmm. them. I think, I think I, you know, if I were to go back and do school, I'd probably be an engineer, just knowing what I know now today about myself, I really like solving complex problems and building things. That's what drives me. Um, the people has become my purpose. You know, when you, when you start a Jimmy John's, um, and you start working with a completely different type of person, um, that may not have had the same background as you might not, you know, have the same experiences as you, um, may not, you know, even have the opportunities that, that I had, you know, just, just because of their own capabilities. Um, it's really special to, to create something um, and create a place for, for people. Um, and, and you immediately uh, see the potential in, in the individuals that work for you, and you want to build them up. You want to find ways to, to help them grow and get better. Um, so 
that's kind of that's what's become my purpose over time and i you know i think that's what drives me the most every day is just trying to continue building so that people have opportunities what do you think about that patrick sounds like somebody i know i mean hugh mccall and that that's something you and i always say people people are your purpose brandon that's awesome how can people look you up uh man i'm I'm on linkedin keep your Um, cell phone number fool yeah i'm kidding no, I'm you joking. That. you're on linkedin get, get, get yeah, it out. I mean, <laughs> linkedin that's a good business place to, to to reach out for sure i usually accept connections unless they're from china or <laughs> i have no idea who you are <laughs> i'm gonna solicit you in about two hours all right get ready brandon thanks for being here what a wonderful man so so intelligent so yeah. humble i love the people is your purpose have a wonderful day. Hey, you listen to At Home with Roby. We'll be right back. Brandon Stewart. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. You, I'm still here. You're here. I made it. I'm here. We just left with Brandon Stewart. I always Stewart. tell my wife I made it. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm sitting in a chair. I got to the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a guy at church that said, we made it to another light. What's that mean? Made it to another sunrise. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's impressive. That's good. I like people when I ask them, I say, how you doing? They say, I'm doing great. I made it another day. I'm here. I'm walking. I'm talking. I'm doing my thing. You know? Yeah. I like positivity. You know, this has been confusing me all day. This That is the second Brandon Stewart that I've talked to today. You have another Brandon Stewart? I have another Brandon Stewart. A local one? Yes. Well, Brandon Stewart that we just talked to lived in Charlotte for a while. It wasn't that one, though. I don't think I knew him when he lived in Charlotte. uh, I don't think I Unless if... I'll tell you what. The Brandon Stewart I'm talking about is from M.I. Holmes, but I might have crossed the the, the Brandon Stewart that hails in Alabama. We might cross each other in the flag football field. Y'all might have. Oh, yeah. And then he tore his ACL and you took him down. I took him down. I mean, it was ruthless. That's Mm. how how it worked back then, back in the... Back in the two thousand, we had a we had era. a couple Andrew Ruby flag football teams. We were terrible, but, the worst team ever. Man, so my, my team, this is how I, how I gauge flag football. We were really good, but it had zero to do with me. Uh, we had all these ex college athletes that that were on our team. We were terrible. We we probably we probably crushed you guys. <laughs> I don't know what y'all Not, did, but we took, were terrible. We, it, it was co-ed. We had Brendan Hackett. He could dunk. Brendan, this is flag football, not basketball. But Brendan Hackett. I'm just telling you how athletic he was. I was ridiculous. Yeah, I remember I played on. We I, we played. I so played when on. I interviewed Brendan Hackett, who was a wonderful guy, yeah. he is still is a wonderful <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy. He's a good dude. I hope he's doing well. He moved up to New York to be with his family. But when I interviewed Brendan Hackett, this is how raunchy our interviews used to be. Say this correctly. Me and Chris Maynard were interviewing him, and I said, he said, I said, where did you go to college? He's like, Ithaca, uh, New York, or something. I don't know yeah, if it was accent. Ithaca, up, in, accent, New, up yeah. in New York. And I'm like, Ooh, what'd you do? He's like, I play football. I'm like, you play f- college football? He's like, yeah, I got a baseball scholarship, but I quit baseball to play football. I'm like, Hunter, you got that. a baseball scholarship, you quit baseball to play football. I said, did you keep your scholarship? He said, no, I lost my scholarship. My dad had to pay for my college because I played college football. I'm like, huh? I'm like, you play basketball? He's like, yeah, I, I'm real good at basketball. This this young man, great guy, wonderful guy. I said, 
I said, you, you, he's about six one. I said, can you dunk? He said, yeah, I can dunk. He sounded like Rocky. <laughs> I can dunk. I don't think he was from Philadelphia. He's oh, from New York. Goodness. I said, I said, okay, you're hired. I said, and we go to the park and play basketball at Ladder Park in Dilworth often. I said, and if you can't dunk, you're fired. And Chris, after a meeting, Chris goes, oh, my gosh, we're going to get sued. We're, go- we're, go- we're going can't down. Do that. And he took the ball baseline one time and raised up like Michael Jordan did that sideways dunk and dunked it. It was so nasty. And all all the whole park was like, "Oh my God, this dude's crazy." He was good, and he was he's such a good athlete, such a good guy, uh, man. And that's that's why we started the the cornhole tournament. That this year is going to be our 15 year that raises money for Make a Wish. We originally started it because he had gone through cancer treatment right. this whole year. He fought that's off right. non Hodgkin's lymphoma, and then my our client uh, Bill Parmalee was the Light the Night Walk chairman and asked us to donate some money. And I said, maybe we can do more. And I went to Brendan. I said, I think we want to do this. And Brendan, I didn't realize this. We were there for him during his cancer fight that he overcame. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, that, yeah, that's the cancer I had, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, blood cancer. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. So that's why we started the Cornhole Tournament. There we raised go. over two and a half million dollars, I will say. Pretty good. For LLS, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and the now now make a wish. Morphed into make a wish, right. Well well I justified it because I got on a make a wish board. I have five kids, and if the make a wish is hitting their vision, any child that has a blood cancer should be have the opportunity to be granted a wish. And that's I thought that was great. Great way to teach our family. Great way to teach our company. And if you haven't, I mean, it's we're not teeing up the cornhole tournament yet, but we'll start doing that soon. Yeah, uh, very soon. And if you haven't had a chance to experience that, I mean, it's it's bigger than you ever thought it could be. Correct. Every time I see Christian, she kicks me in my shin. Says, "Get ready for the cornhole tournament." Yeah, well, yeah, she, she's on it now. Who who? She wants to do red shirts again for Roby Red. There you go. Because we used to say Roby Roby, yeah. That, hold on, that was a little league chant. <laughs> my my license plate uh, for about a decade and a half said Roby Red. Uh, I don't think I have a personalized license plate anymore. It's funny the things you grow out of in life. <laughs> hey, how good was Brandon Stewart? Awesome. I think I need to hang out with that guy. We need to bring him to Charlotte. Yeah, we do. He needs to smell them catfish on the river. <laughs> what do you think about that? He could reminisce with his wife. There you go. Hey, we hope you had fun listening to us today. We hope you learned something. Uh, And go do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Have a wonderful Sunday. Thanks for listening to At Home with Roby.